With most homebuyers freaking out over rising interest rates and an ever-looming recession, many are left wondering, what the heck should I do? What comes up eventually will come down, but how far will the fall be and how could buyers brace for impact? Whatever side of the conversation you're on, it's always a good idea to look at recessions of the past to see how they've affected the housing market. This next recession might not be as severe as the one in 08, but it still could have a significant impact on the housing market. For those of you who are looking to purchase property during a recession in hopes to acquire some type of deal, there are a few things that you should think about before you decide to invest. What are your plans for your investment long-term? Instead of looking at it as a circumstantial decision, I recommend that you look at it as a whole picture for what you are planning on acquiring in the long run. Are you looking for a home to reside in as an occupant or do you plan on building a portfolio of property? Are you doing a buy and hold, a buy and flip? Are you gonna rent it out? Are you wholesaling? Regardless of your answer, when you start to dissect your investments as a long-term strategy, it gives you the clarity and focus as you start making decisions to make a purchase. The more you dissect and narrow the what instead of the how, you are going to be able to know exactly what you want. And once you have figured out your long-term goals, you can now focus on acquiring property. So the first thing that you're gonna to need to do is establish the financial stability of your purchase if you haven't already done that. You will need to be able to furnish proof of funds or a pre-approval letter when you are making your offers and in order to expedite your process it's best to get your financing in place prior to searching for properties. And there's two benefits for you when you do it this way. One, you will know exactly what you are approved for prior to stepping in a home. This will also give you the ability to make a logistical purchasing decision that is in line with what you're comfortable spending monthly. And number two, when you're actively looking at properties, you will be able to place an offer immediately should you want to. Even though we are entering a cooler market for sellers and buyers now have leverage, you cannot make any moves without being prepared. Good deals do move quickly, so it's best to have everything in place before you get out there. Also, just because you're approved for a certain amount, it doesn't mean that you need to spend that. If you are obtaining financing, it's important that you let your lender and your realtor know what you are comfortable spending each month. This monthly number should include your utility expenses, HOA fees, taxes, and any other fee that could or would be associated with the product. From there, your lender can reverse engineer those numbers for you, letting you know how much home you can purchase based on your comfort level. The second thing to consider is the type of property that you're looking to purchase. One of the benefits for you as a purchaser right now is there are great deals to be found. You just need to be savvy in the way that you look at them. If you are looking at a resale single family home, don't just look at the price. There are many variables that I recommend that you do look at price, days on market, price reductions, history. When you are creating your search with your agent or at home, if you haven't hired representation yet, I recommend going about $20,000 over in your search criteria. Many sellers have what I like to call perceived equity, where they think their home is worth far more than it is. And on the flip side, you have the past two years where homes have been overbid, creating soaring home prices. At the end of the day, something is only worth what a buyer is willing to pay for it. And even though on paper, the list price may comp out, the buyers are not seeing the value. That's gonna result in the price reductions. 
The next variable is days on market. If a home is brand new to the market, sellers likely won't be inclined to take a lower offer. And why would they? But when a home has been sitting for 20 plus days, that's a good indicator for you that there may be a deal available. From there, I like to go into the listing history and look at two things. I like to see where they started their listing price and how much they cut the price and is there a pattern in the days of reductions. That may be able to tell you when another price reduction is coming and you may be able to predict the amount that it will be reduced. If they haven't had a price reduction, that also may be an indicator that the seller may not be willing to drive plus price at this time and may be difficult to negotiate with in the future. The last variable is the listing history. Have they ever been under contract? How many times? And in how many days did they go back on the market after falling out of escrow? If it's within the first few days, I like to just chalk it up to buyer's remorse. With the first 10 to 14 days, I'm thinking something came up in the home inspection and the buyer and seller couldn't come to terms. 15 to 23 days, likely an appraisal issue, and anything after that is usually going to be a buying lending issue. When you start looking into your properties like this, it can help you to determine an efficient offering strategy. And just to be clear, when a seller is on the market, they are motivated to sell, period. It's when the days on market start to stack up that they may be willing to negotiate on price or offer other concessions like seller paid closing costs. I was buying property right now. Without a doubt, I would absolutely buy new construction. Remember, with a builder, you're dealing with a corporation rather than a traditional seller. And depending on where you are buying, builders may have waived lot premiums, slashed home prices, and offered additional closing cost incentives from their preferred in-house financing companies. Every day that a home does not sell in a new construction site, they are losing hundreds of thousands in holding costs. Additionally, they can't move on to another project until they close a community out. So they may be willing to take a bigger hit than a standard seller because of these factors. Just remember when you are buying new construction, the sales agent behind the desk works for the builder, not for you. They do not have your best interests at heart. So make sure that you are taking the steps that you would for any other home purchase, including getting a home inspection performed. If you want to make a smart investment in 2023, make sure that you do your research and have all of your ducks in a row. That means having your financials ready, asking the right questions, and being patient enough to wait for the savvy deals.